This is our last week of the Love Does series based on the, the book by Bob Goff. Uh, over the past several weeks, we've talked about how love does whatever is needed, that love sacrifices itself, love is audacious, takes risks, even risks failure for the sake of showing love to others. Sometimes love means standing up for those who can't defend themselves. Moms, have you ever had to break up a fight between your kids? Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever had to step in when you saw that another kid was being bullied, whether it was your child or whether it was someone else? At school, teachers and counselors typically step in. Sometimes even the principal gets involved. But they also help kids learn to stand up for each other and resolve conflict on their own. I know at the elementary school, uh, they have anti-bullying assemblies and conflict managers who uh, help the other kids work things out between each other. And they have a character council that helps the kids focus on the way that they should behave with one another, how they can build up their character in uh, their own lives and in the lives, their life together. Well, in, in Love Does, uh, Bob Goff tells a story of when he was young and saw another kid being bullied by, you know, this, this big old seventh grader named D Dale. Uh, Dale was always picking on smaller kids. And Bob, Bob's sense of justice was so offended that he challenged Dale to a fight. You know, little Bob, big Dale. Uh, and, you know, because Bob wanted to defend the little guy. So he called Dale out and took a swing at him. Well, you can imagine how that went. <laughs> uh, Bob ended up with a bloody nose and a two-day suspension. <laughs> but he never lost his passion for sticking up for others. After graduating from law school and passing the bar, Bob, who was a young, inexperienced lawyer, met two adult bullies who both claimed to be Christians. But these two men hated each other. They tried to use the law to inflict pain on each other. And you know, they, they came to him, you know, supposedly, to try and work things out, because Bob was trained in mediation. But these two guys, they, they were using the Bible like, you know, Bible verses like weapons. Uh, and they weren't really interested in working things out. They were just interested in fighting all the time. So <laughs> Bob actually decided, okay, you know, you guys are just not responding at all to doing mediation. So let's, why don't you guys actually just fight this out? Uh, I'll rent a boxing ring, get some gloves, a referee, um, you know, we'll set the date, here's when it is, I've got, he, he did all this, he rented a ring, got the gloves and the ref, and was, you know, waiting you know, at the time, and uh, where, were the, where were the guys? They didn't show up, <laughs> neither of them showed up. Because for bullies, it's not about resolution, it's always about fighting. Disputes even happen among Christians. The question is, 
how will Christians settle those disputes? What fights will Christians pick? It's interesting when you look at the life of Jesus. He experienced all kinds of conflicts and disputes. Uh, But he typically always changed the whole conversation when it happened. Uh, Like when there was a dispute between some family members. This guy came up to him uh, in, in the temple courts one day and said, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. You know? And Jesus' response to him was, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator between you? Go settle it yourselves. It's like he said, that's not my job. I, I love that he started it off by saying, Man, I can just hear the inflection. And who made me a judge between you? That's not my job. Settle it yourselves. There was arguments and disputes between Jesus' own disciples. You know, there was a time when, when Jesus had just been telling them about what he was going to go through, that he was going to go to Jerusalem, he was going to suffer and die and rise again on the third day. The disciples weren't even listening to what he was telling them. Instead, they were having this argument about who among them, which of the disciples, was the greatest. You know, no, no, it's me. I'm, right, I'm Jesus' right-hand man, Peter said. And James and John said, well, you know, our moms are you know, trying to get us to be able to sit at his right and his left. And oh, we do this and I do this. And Jesus said to them, the rulers of this world lord it over their subjects. You are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves because I am among you as one who serves. Jesus also experienced conflicts between religious leaders. Uh, you know, he came into the temple courts in Jerusalem and was teaching the people and healing people and doing all of these things. And the Pharisees and the chief priests and the teachers of the law came up to him and said, by whose authority are you doing all this? But rather than just answer the question, Jesus asked them a question. He said, well, tell me this. The, God, the, the baptism of John, when he was baptizing people in the wilderness, was that from God or was that from human beings? Well, they had a little, you know, a little conversation about that. Well, you know, if we say it was from God, he'll say, well, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say, well, it was from man, it wasn't from God at all, then the people are going to be angry because they love John. So they came back to Jesus and said, we don't know. And Jesus said, well, then I'm also not going to tell you by whose authority I do these things. Over and over, Jesus proclaimed love as the primary weapon for our fights. Love forgives and keeps on forgiving. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Uh, There was a time when Peter said, well, Lord, how often should I forgive? Should, Should I forgive my brother if he sins against me as many as seven times in a row? That was what the Old Testament had had talked about, forgiving like seven times. 
Jesus said, no, not seven times, but 77 times. Or you can actually translate seven times 70. Well, how many is seven times 70? Yeah, 490. Uh, So do you think that if somebody had sinned against you and kept coming back and asking for forgiveness and you got up to, you know, 399, 400, 400. wouldn't you lose count somewhere along the way? Maybe that's the point. That forgiveness doesn't keep a record of wrongs. If you're counting, you're not really forgiving. Praise God, He doesn't count how many times He forgives us. Love is also willing to lose. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when all these soldiers came up to arrest Jesus, Peter grabbed, out, you know, grabbed a sword and was taking a swing, uh, thinking he'd defend Jesus. But Jesus told Peter to put away his sword. He let himself be arrested, put in prison, tortured, and killed on a cross. He was willing to lose everything for the sake of love. So whose side is God on in a dispute between people? When Joshua was leading the Israelites into the promised land, Joshua was near Jericho, this fortress city that was in the way, when he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua came up to him and said, are you, are you on our side or on our enemies? And this angel standing in front of him said, neither. But as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. God doesn't take sides in our petty little disputes with one another. God asks, who is on my side? He asks, who will pick a fight for him, for the cause of his kingdom? God calls us to fight against injustice toward the weak and the vulnerable. In James 1, James says, Religion that, our, that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. God calls us to fight against the neglect of the hungry, the homeless, and the prisoner. Jesus said, whenever you have done it to the least of these, you have done it to me. God calls us to fight against the sin, the despair, and the hopelessness of our world. In his book, Bob Goff says that love requires close contact. Love is always that way. God wants us to get some skin in the game and make a tangible difference. Now, in a a bacon and eggs breakfast, you know the difference between uh, the chicken and the pig, right? The chicken is involved in the breakfast, but the pig is committed. <laughs> God wants us 
to get some skin in the game. He wants us to commit to a fight out of love. What injustice will you call out? How will you pour yourself out for the sake of others? Bob says, picking a fight isn't neat. It's messy, it's time-consuming, it's painful, and it's costly. Now, in his book, The Cost of Discipleship, Dietrich Bonhoeffer talks about Jesus' story uh, that we heard this morning of the rich young man who, was asked, who asked Jesus how he could inherit the kingdom of God. And Jesus saw that this young man's, relationship, uh, this young man's money was getting in the way of his relationship with God. The young man had been living a good life, following the commandments, but he felt that there was something else that he needed to do. So out of love, Jesus said to him, you lack one thing. Sell everything that you have. Get rid of the stuff that's in the way and give to the poor. And then come, follow me. Jesus invited him on the greatest journey. But the young man went away sorrowful, for he had many possessions. Now Bonhoeffer notes that it's tempting for us to say, oh, Jesus didn't really mean sell all your possessions. You can't take that literally. Surely he just meant don't set your heart on your possessions. But Bonhoeffer warns us that when we try to sidestep Jesus' words, we miss being transformed by them. Jesus' command requires simple obedience. Only the believers obey, Bonhoeffer says, and only the obedient believe. The rich young man missed out on being transformed by obeying and following Jesus. The stuff he owned, owned him. I think part of our problem with our money and our stuff is that we fail to acknowledge where it comes from and to whom it actually belongs. They say you can't take it with you, which is why you never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. Uh, But the real reason that you can't take it with you is because it's not really yours. Everything that we have and everything that we are belongs to God. He entrusts it to us out of love, and He expects us to use it in the same way. The question is, are we using our money and our lives the way God wants? Are we using it for the sake of others out of love? If we wrestle with that question long enough, it will change us. It'll change the way that we live. It will change the way that we love. When we take God's side in this world of conflicts and disputes, we pick fights not for our own benefits, not out of our own sense of honor, or, but for the sake of others. Bob says, I want to pick a fight because I want someone else's suffering to matter more to me. I want to slug it out where I can make a meaningful difference. Now, you might not get lots of recognition for the difference that you're making. A lot of times, fighting on the Lord's side means fighting down in the trenches where it's 
dirty and out of sight. There's a song by Brandon Heath called Love Does that we're going to hear in a minute. And some of the lyrics say this, This one goes out to the world changer, shining your light in the face of danger, chasing down hope, moving on dreams, taking that path. Maybe it'll lead you home. Maybe it won't. Nobody knows why your heart is broken. Nobody cries while your prayers are going up. But love does. Nobody walks on the road you're paving. Nobody sees all the souls you're saving. But love does. People may not notice what you do for others. But love does. Love does whatever is needed. Bob says, sure, it's easier to pick an opinion than to pick a fight. To commit to it, to call it out and to actually take a swing. Picking a fight is messy, time-consuming, painful, and costly. It sounds a lot like the kind of fight Jesus took on for us when He called out death for us and won. That is what love does. Amen.